This is Joe Peters with MomFed with Joe Peters. Welcome to the Spanglish World Network and the Hair Network on Single TV channels 250 and 251. If you want to uh, connect with me directly, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Joe Unicorn Coach. Please also remember to download the Single TV app on the respective app stores on iOS and Android devices. While you download, make sure that you rate and leave a comment. The app is free. Single TV is also available on Google Chrome. I'm not being able to talk right today. It's, able, it's available in Google Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Fire TV, Roku, and Roku Stick in all smart TVs. Today, we are going to be talking about something that is very close to my heart. If you are a regular in the monthly shows, you know my stand about how food and eating is crucial not only for the mom, but for the baby, and after that for the kids and the, and the family. And I have the pleasure to be here today with Kelly Ryan, and we're going to be talking about the importance of eating real food and how that impacts self-care. So <clears throat> one of the things that uh, I love about Kelly is that she's in a very holistic um special bubble. Kelly is a certified holistic nutritional consultant, professional, and certified culinary nutrition expert, and she's helping families to level up their health through nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle changes. That is what I love. It's, a, it's an integral version of how to make changes. She also do life, talk, life talks, cooking classes, and help kids uh, to embody in their body with yoga, kids for yoga, so kids and the entire family can feel a superhero. When Kelly had her first child, she realized how important it was for her to keep her new little baby girl healthy, so she decided to go back to school and learn all about natural nutrition. Then after her second child, like many other moms, Kelly found herself exhausted yeah, all the time, lacking self-care and experiencing a constant roller coaster of emotions. She knew that she needed to get her energy back in order to be the best mom that she could be. It was this experience that ignited her interest in helping families and corporations to up-level their health and ditch exhaustion. Now, as a nerd mom, with much more energy and an improved state of well-being, Kelly is passionate about helping other moms and families to do the same and level up their health via cooking classes and live talks. Kelly is also a certified even pagan virtual coach and holds a bachelor degree in business administration. Um, and one of the things, and Kelly is a regular contributor of the M Low Advisor magazine and a speaker and health coach that is inspiring her busy parent audience to get energy to love life. So Kelly, welcome to be for welcome. Thank you for being here. My brain is not working today. Um, but let's gonna start with you sharing your experience, right? Your experience as a mom. I was as a first mom with your baby girl and then with the second uh, pregnancy, how things change and how that ignite you to start working on yourself and then in others. But before of that, I think that I would love to start with a phrase. I always ask my guests 
to share a, a phrase, and I actually love your yours. Your phrase was, most people think that kids are picky eaters, but a smart per percentage of the population is actually picky. For the rest, they actually just need to love trying new foods. So welcome, Kelly. Love your phrase. And I was going to talk a little bit more about you, your journey, your adventure, and your story. Yeah. So, ah. so thank you so much for having me here. Um, and I get the whole uh, words not working on a Friday morning <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, my story is, you know, it's not unique. Uh, there's so many moms out there who go through very similar things. Um, when, when I had my little girl, well, when I was pregnant on her, you know, I was walking a lot. I was, was eating really well, um, taking good care of myself. And uh, she was born. And um, I mean, the pregnancy itself was, it was great. Like I had a fantastic pregnancy. Uh, she decided that she was cozy and didn't want to join the world right away. So <laughs> I ended up with a emergency C-section on her. Um, but then, you know, after I healed up and everything, uh, we, we went back to, you know, eating properly and whatnot. Um, but it was, it, it was when she was born that I was really like, you know, I've got this nice new little baby who's just starting out fresh in this world. Like I want to start her on the right path health wise. And that's when I decided to go back to school and learn about natural nutrition um which i absolutely love because it is that holistic approach you know so not only was i learning how to take care of her but i was learning how to take better care of me too um from you know not just food but activity mental health you know like the holistic approach right we're one person um and different parts of what we put into our body how we sleep all that it it affects everything else you know so it's really fascinating um but then with my little guy after i had him i ended up having uh like again the pregnancy was fantastic um but then after after I had him, I started getting epidural headaches. Um, and the only thing that I could find that would help it was if I would lie down with my feet raised and drink a ton of coffee. <laughs> so that's the only thing. Now, they didn't last really long. It was probably a couple of weeks. It seemed like forever. Um, but it was like after that, within a new baby and a three-year-old, I stopped taking care of myself, you know, um, and a few different things happened. Um, you know, uh, I injured my back during that time, right? Because, I mean, babies put us through the ringer, you know, babies really, they affect our bodies so much, you know, and we really, moms generally don't take the time to heal properly you know and refuel our bodies because the thing is is when you're pregnant I mean you're giving all your nutrition 
is going to the baby, you know, and then, I mean, you lose your ab muscles, you lose all the supportive muscles, you know. Um, and I can remember I really got depleted um, to a point where my, uh, it was affecting my energy, my mood, you know, and my stress levels. And there was one day, this was not a shining moment for me, um, where I remember I was cooking supper because at the time too, my husband was working really weird hours. So that was another stressor. Um, I was cooking supper and the two kids, they were still quite young and they were just fighting about something stupid that kids fight about. Like, I don't even remember what it was, but I got so overwhelmed, um, that I yelled at them, you know, and maybe most people might think like, yeah, so what's the big deal? You yelled at them, but I don't yell. I'm not a yeller. Um, I discuss things, you know, that's just my personality. And I, they started crying and I felt so bad. I remember they had this little red Lego chair. Um, and I just sat down, like supper was there cooking. I just sat down and I just started bawling my eyes out. Right. And thinking, this is not what I expected mommyhood to be. I expected more fun, more enjoyment. Um, so that was pretty rock bottom for me, you know, in my life, my journey. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, Kelly, like you've gone to school for this. You know what to do. Take your own advice <laughs> and do it, you know? So I had to start, um, putting my own mask on as they say, and making sure I was taking care of myself because I knew I was not being the best me for them, it wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable, you know? And so I needed to do the work to boost me up so that I could be there for them and be be, be the mom I wanted to be, you know? Um, and so now, I mean, like we're talking quite a number of years later, uh, my kids are now seven and 10. And it's fun. We're like, we're having fun. It's enjoyable. We, I have the energy to be silly and, you know, I'm getting me back. Um, I was at a point where I remember saying like, if I had to describe how I feel in a color, it would be gray, you know? And now it's like technicolor rainbow. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. I think that you put so many golden nuggets in what you just said. And that's going to start unpacking some of that. The first one that I love is because this is something that I also get a lot when I'm working with moms, especially moms that are pregnant. Yeah. Everybody, doctors, moms, everybody's so worried about the baby, about the nutrition of the baby. Not a lot of people know what you just said. That is a fact is, I know that this is going to sound horrible, but your baby is actually the closest that you are going to ever be to a parasite when it's growing inside of you. Your baby is going to take everything that he or she needs. Actually, I was uh, doing a research um, that World War II moms 
at the edge of starvation themselves were able to give birth to completely healthy kids. So the baby's going to take everything. It's going to deplete mom, the carrier, because the baby's going to take what it needs. And I think that is fascinating because one of the things I want to talk with you is about that and about how we need to go as moms a little further. And I think that you and me align with, we want them to have a better experience than the one that we had. Um, And then part of that is, I know that everybody thinks, oh, when my kid is born, then I'm going to do healthy meals and I'm going to be healthy. But what people miss is your kid is going to have predisposition to foods from what you eat during pregnancy. And then that is a huge disconnection that I see. I want to hear your opinion and how we can help those moms between what they want to do when the baby's uh, here versus what they are eating during pregnancy. Because if what you are eating during pregnancy is a lot of refined sugars, a lot of refined processed foods, a lot of junk sugars and foods, then your baby system is going to have a preference to that. So no surprise when you try to be uh, the best mom that you can and give them veggies and fruits, your baby's going to actually ask for some other things. Um, so we're going to start talking about that and how moms can start their journey to make sure that their kids uh, learn to try new foods and learn to eat healthy while they are pregnant to actually make sure that those preferences don't get too strong towards non-supportive foods. Yeah, and I guess before I even get into that, because you just made me think of something, um, you know, when you're pregnant, um, definitely, like, if, if you're eating sugary foods and stuff, like, you're, that that's what you're feeding, not just you, but your baby, right? Um, so then after you have your baby, if you're trying to heal, you know, you need certain nutrients in order to heal properly. But your baby also needs certain nutrients to develop. Like, um, if you're, uh, uh, say, you decide to breastfeed, you know, um, your baby doesn't get any iron from breastfeeding. So you want to be eating those nutrients before your baby's born so that they've got a, a store to keep them going until they start eating real food, right? Um, and that's just one example, but you know, it, it's true. Like if you're feeding your baby um, junk foods while you're, and that's like your processed foods, deli meats, um, sugary foods. Um, and I'm not saying never, like never have a little treat, but you want the vast majority to be healthy foods, you know? Um, and that's basically so that you're supporting your body, you're supporting your baby's body. Um, and then, yeah, they like what you feed them, they get a taste, not just a taste for, but you're developing their um, gut microbiome and whatever foods you're feeding that is what your baby will eventually be more likely to crave because of their digestion, you know? Um, and so then the next thing that happens where you see a lot of parents really start to struggle is 
when they're really young, you know, babies will eat almost anything, which is great. You know, you put it in front of them, they'll eat it. But usually around two or three, babies decide, or I guess by that point, toddlers decide, okay, no, no, I'm done. I want independence now, right? But they can't be independent because they're two. (laughs) They cannot go move out on their own and drive a car and make all the decisions. The only decision they can make is what they're willing to put inside their own mouths, right? So that's when babies, like you'll hear so many parents say, my baby used to eat everything. And now they won't eat anything. And I don't understand why. Oh, I guess my baby's picky. But they're not. They are just, um, they're just trying to assert independence and control. And that's the only thing that they can control right so that's where you guys start teaching them the skills I love that and I love how you actually are connecting the journey of pregnancy birth recovery because one of the things that I was actually very surprised and very excited to see that uh, a researcher in Australia is working on this is in the worst countries um maternally friendly countries like the US the maximum is 6 weeks and they are not even pay 6 weeks but you go up to 3 months 6 months 9 months a year year and a half and one of the those researchers in Australia is showing that the mom's body can take up to 8 years to recover from the depletion that caused Having a ba- building a baby, giving birth to a baby, take care of a newborn. Um, so it's fascinating that, that you are working on that part into having that connection of it is a journey, right? It's, it's a it journey is. that like one of the things that I, one of my favorite phrases is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The best next time is right now. Yeah. So yeah, ideally what we want to share in the world is Take care of the nutrition and that of yourself and the self-care since you are pregnant. So you start stronger that journey, but that should not be an excuse for you to say, oh, I didn't start when I was pregnant. So what is the point now that my baby is two months old? Or I didn't start then or when I was a newborn. What is the point now is every day that you stop or that you don't start is a day that you lose for your own well-being and your kids' well-being, right? So let's go talk a little bit about this one, talking about toddlers and babies into how we can start making cooking fun. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, just to go back a bit to what you said before, like, I love that uh, about how it can take a long time, you know? And so you have to give yourself a bit of a break right? Because a lot of people, like you said, they're like, oh, what's the point, you know, or I'll start on Monday. Well, Monday, Monday comes, but Monday never comes, you know what I mean? Um, And so it's just starting to make those little steps is what's really, really important. Um, Because even things like if you're not sleeping properly, which new moms don't, because you can't, um, well, getting lack of sleep stresses your body. And when your body is stressed, you're not digesting all of the foods that 
you need, right? So you need to start doing those little things and supporting your body as best as you can during the season that you're in, right? Right. Um, one thing that we love doing here with, with me and my kids is we love trying to level up foods. So, you know, they, they get snacks and treats, you know, but a lot of the snacks and treats that we try and make are, um, are ones that we've leveled up. So instead of using refined sugar, maybe I'm using bananas or maybe I'm using raw honey or maple syrup, which is, um, yeah, there's still sugar and sugar, sugar in your body treats sugar the same, you know, but at least if it has, like say dates have fiber in them, you know, bananas have fiber in them. Um, raw honey has, and, and maple syrup have some antioxidants in them, right? So at least there is some health benefit there. And when you get your kids used to eating the lower sugar and the, um, and the more whole version of things, then their bodies are happy to eat it. Like my kids don't get uh, flavored yogurt right? We use plain yogurt that we flavor ourselves by putting blueberries in it, you know, and pumpkin seeds for some crunch or whatever, right? But um, yeah, I mean, you can make cooking fun. Like we, one thing that we make is we'll make what, uh, what we started calling piggly parfaits, you know, and it's all it is, is plain high fat yogurt, the high that's good for their little brains. Um, and then they can add whatever granola, fruit, nuts, seeds, whatever they want. They can, and they'll decorate it. And it looks like a little animal, you know? And so, I mean, all I do is I cut up the fruit and I lay the stuff out and they're like, well, I'm going to give it strawberry ears or <laughs> whatever. Right. I'm like, have at her, you know? So I don't even have to do it a lot of the times. They do it themselves. Um, but getting their buy-in really makes a huge difference. So what we'll do a lot of times is like, I'll say, okay, guys, you know, pick out the vegetables for the week, right? You know the deal has to be, we need uh, at least one green, one orange every day because they work really well together. You need... Um, vitamin C in order to digest or process iron, right? So green and orange work really well together. Um, and other than that, it's, you know, help me with some meals. The thing is, is they have to be real food and healthy, right? And when they're like, hey, let's have broccoli this week, then you get their buy-in because like, I don't care if it's broccoli or asparagus or whatever green food, you know. Um, but it, if they're picking it out, they'll eat it, you know. So that's one thing you can do. Um, another thing we do, like I said, like sometimes we'll make fun little characters out of stuff or we'll have a conversation saying like, I wonder what this, like new recipe, I wonder what it's going to taste like. What do you guys think? Are we going to like it? Are we not? And, you know, I mean, I went to cooking school and even I sometimes have total bombs, right? And when that happens, breakfast for supper is a great um, backup. <laughs> okay. I, I love that. And 
The main thing that I love about that is giving the awareness and the insight of paying attention how we are presenting eating to our children. And normally, and it's probably how we learn it. Like I remember when I learned it, it was like, this eating is, this is a serious time. You sit down in the table, it's serious business. And none of us like serious things, not even much less a kid. So I love how you're saying, okay, ways to buy in, make it playful, make it fun. If you make it as fun as creating your animal, picking the groceries, then you're going to have their involvement. And one of the things that I would love to encourage parents is, it's never too early to start. Or too late. Or too late. I was going to talk about that because I'll tell you one of the things that I did, uh, my, my best friends from high school, their baby shower gift for me was a kitchen tower. And... My baby was in that kitchen tower since he was nine months old. And it was part of being part of the kitchen and being part of, of what he wanted and giving him that freedom of... Because the other thing that is important, especially, I love what you're saying, if you offer the real foods, the whole foods, and they get preference for that, then you don't need to worry a lot about what they are eating if they are having the, all their nutrients. Because their body's going to tell them, like, I'll tell you, my baby's now almost two, and he will go to the refrigerator and ask for the raspberries, or <laughs> ask for the uh, strawberries, or ask for hummus, or ask for eggs, depending on what he's hungry for. Um, so I love that of, don't be afraid at all, but it's going to do a mess. The reality is, yeah, there is a chance that the baby's going to spill the milk, or um break the egg in the wrong way and the benefit of that risk is so huge both in their mindset and in their life in the future so let's go talk about that like it's not too early it's never too early and it's also never too late to start doing that process of involving them and having fun with them in the kitchen and cooking oh 100 percent. you know um like me and my kids we cook together all the time you know know and there's certain things that um yeah are probably more suited for my seven-year-old there are certain things that maybe are a bit more suited for my 10-year-old you know like yeah my 10-year-old might whisk the eggs while my seven-year-old is mashing the bananas you know <laughs> and um it's just it's it's not just teaching them skills and getting buy-in, but it's also helping them to develop certain muscles, coordination. Um, it also helps even with things like math, you know, because my daughter, she'll be like, I hate math, you know? And I'm like, oh, do you? So you don't like cooking anymore? And she's like, what, what, what do you mean, you know? I'm like, well, you need math for cooking, honey, right? Like when you're talking about one quarter of a cup, that's math, you know? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I like math. <laughs> You know, so it's um, it's it's just it's that well-rounded, you know. And how many people go off to college and don't know how to boil water, right? Whereas when you're starting them at this young of an age, like they get these skills, and then you don't have to worry about them later on because you know they're going to be comfortable. And I mean, yes, I know if they go to a birthday 
party. They're probably having pizza and cake. But I also know that every single morning they're having a, a very healthy, um, nutrient-dense smoothie. So at least setting them up for the day as best as possible, right? Um, and And I mean, all you can do is teach them throughout their life so that when they're ready to make decisions on their own, they can make better decisions, you know, but like it, it starts as soon as you can start it. If you haven't started it yet, it's okay. And it's okay if the babies make a mess because those babies are going to turn into little kids who are, you know, who have better coordination, who have um, better energy, who can pay attention better, you know, and then they're going to turn into adults who can, who have a good, healthy microbiome, who can make better decisions, you know, so. And I, I love that, that you're saying on the, um, the part of, because one of the things that culture brainwash, especially females and moms, is that we are so worried about the wrong things. So sometimes we are so worried about the sugar and the candy that they are eating and the cake and the pizza. And one of the things that I learned uh, through my journey as well is it's way more important to concentrate on the good stuff that we are putting in our body than on the ones that are not supportive. So I love what you are saying is, mom, instead of making your kid eating perfect, and being worried because, oh my gosh, is this sugar? And I'm going to have a parenthesis there. Everything had a, um, an implication, right? Like I, for example, wor work with ADHD um, and, and anxiety kids. And for a kid with ADHD and anxiety, a, it's going to be completely different outcome having that red candy or that chocolate cake. Yes that for a kid that doesn't have it. So there is also sometimes that moms need to just say in the party, no, it's not. But in regular situations, it's not regular situation because that is not unregular, but in other situations, it's a lot more important for your mindset and your peace of mind to do what Kelly was saying. Concentrate on giving them a super healthy green smoothie or um, very nice salad and veggies and protein So as more, making sure that they are having water, like it is amazing how many adults in the Western hemisphere live dehydrated oh, because yes. they never get the <laughs> habit of drinking water. So I love how you are saying, hey, stop suffering those things that sometimes are out of your control and start putting that attention in what is in your control, how you can make sure that you set them out with supportive foods and meals to give their body what they need so when they are adding some of the things that they want but they don't need they can process them better yeah and i mean that's the thing too like if you're stressed about it you're going to project that on them you know and when you're stressed you're not digesting your food appropriately right so you may be eating all this wonderful food but you're not processing it properly right so you know It's about those baby steps. Like if you're not at a place yet where you're doing everything, um, that's okay. Like just make one change right now, you know? And maybe that one change is I'm going to make sure that 
I'm drinking enough water. Or maybe it's I'm going to drink two more cups of water than what I'm currently drinking a day. You know, like whatever the step you can do, do that, you know. Or maybe it's uh, I'm going to eat a green food and an orange food every day, you know, and I'm going to make sure my, my kids are doing that too, you know. Um, and one thing that I always did with my kids was I made a couple of rules. I don't like calling them rules, but, you know, let's call a spade a spade. They're a rule. Um, but it, basically it was, you know something? I'm going to put this food in front of you. You don't have to eat it all. You don't have to like it. But you do have to try everything, you know? And when you're full, you're full. You're done. That's okay. You know, you can stop, right? Um, but the be beauty of that is that takes the pressure off the kids, you know? Because, I mean, if a kid's like, oh, God, I got to eat all of this cucumber and I hate cucumber. Like my daughter, she still doesn't like cucumber, right? But she will always try it and then gives the rest to her brother, you know? Um but now, I mean, my kids are at a point, too, where they like spinach, they like edamame, they like eggs, uh, peppers, you know, broccoli, like, they like just about everything. So if there's one thing that they don't like, I'm like, okay, just taste it. And that's, that's fine. Like, I can appreciate that you don't like something. <laughs> I don't like watermelon. <laughs> and, and I love that because that is something that I see a lot with moms, right? It's like, my baby tried once or twice spinach. Oh, like I don't like times. it. And then the mom is like, oh, no, my baby's a, a picky eater or doesn't mm -hmm. like a spinach. And there are late researches that are showing that your taste buds will take up to 12 times for literally make a good assessment of what they like or what they don't. So, and then the other thing that I find fascinating especially with kids, is they go into waves of yeah. some, they like it and then they stop liking it and they, they like it again. I've been seeing it with the kids that I work with and with my child is for weeks they stop liking eggs or spinach. And then one of the things for us mom is our job is not making them like things. Our job is keep offering. Yeah. So, hey, I offer my kid everyday eggs. They are, he can pass weeks without having eggs. And then if I at that point say, oh no, he doesn't like eggs and I stop offering, then I will miss that window where he start liking them again and having them. So I love what you are saying of, hey, you know what? You don't have to love it. I'm going to keep offering it and you can try it and decide if not. And thank you for trying. I remember one of my first um, guests here uh, was an expert in B BLW, baby lead winning. And she was talking how she offered her son for seven years avocados. And her son didn't like avocados for seven years. And at the seven-year mark, he was doing the guacamole with her and all that. And after seven years, he found a way to do the guacamole that he really liked. And then she was so proud about it yeah. on talking about it. So I think that the big takeaway there is the first one is giving, don't forcing doesn't mean don't giving up. So your right. job is not making them like the food. Your job is keep consistency and offering and saying, try it. And let's going to figure out. 
And then the second one is the part of that I love what you were saying as they were growing up is being also careful into as more forceful we are into making them eat some of those foods as more we are going to have the band-aid effect. So yeah, we can force them to do it and eat what we want when they are in our house. They're not going to live with us for the rest of their life. So as soon as they are in high school, as soon as they are in college, what is going to happen is that band, uh, elastic band that we are stretching too thin is going to snap and then they could go to the completely other way into having all these um, junk and non-super food because now they are not at mom. So that is not something that we really want to reinforce. We want to actually reinforce that food freedom of there is not a label between good or bad. One of the things that uh, I find fascinating is the concept of how we were raised into you have to eat this healthy food first and then you can have the dessert. So in the brain, what that is saying is this is the bad thing that you have to suffer in order to have that good thing that you like. So change the narrative and start saying, hey, you know what? Everything is in the plane at the same time. There is not reward for doing this. There is not a condition. And what I've been seeing with the, with the kids, and I want to hear your experience too, is as less you put those labels on those hierarchies, as less interested kids are in one specific thing, as more they start seeing them all as options and more open are to have some of those options. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's like, I mean, my kids, what was it a little while ago? Um, we started making a chicken Caesar salad. Okay. And, but we make, um, we, we level it up because we level up everything and so we use the romaine lettuce um we make sour, our own sourdough croutons um we make our own dressing out of cashews um you know it's actually it's quite easy but then we also add in things like tomatoes and peppers right so it really is a leveled up chicken caesar salad you know and a little while ago my kids were like can we have this every week <laughs> you know um so it's it's like when they start asking for the healthy food to have it regularly, you know, like um, even if it's the type of thing like you make a taco or a fajita bowl, you know, it's it's changing it a little bit so it's a bit more fun and enjoyable, right? Because then they can put the stuff on themselves, but then they start asking for it, you know? Um, so it still feels a little treat like, or even say a pizza. I mean, my kids love pizza. That's probably their favorite food, you know, but we make our own. So then you can put on the veggies and you can load it up with the good stuff and you can put it on a bit of a better base and you can make your own tomato sauce, you know? And so it's, it's those little tweaks that then they're still having fun and enjoying it and they learn how to okay well i want this treat but you know the the bad like not not bad because i don't like labeling things but you know the store-bought pizza that doesn't make me feel very good but my homemade pizza that makes me feel good and it's about listening to their bodies and learning what what they like and they can have fun with you know and still fuel themselves right and so 
sometimes the talk is more about um, we like eating these foods because they've got nutrients and they fuel our body, right? So that we feel good. Um, and it helps us think in school, right? But it's not about labeling a food good or bad. Um, it's it's more about like why we like focusing a bit more on certain foods, certain nutrients, you know, and then the other things, you know, that's a treat. That's, I, I call it the 80-20 rule, you know, so the 80 80% of the time, we're eating foods that can fuel our bodies. But you know something? Something really important for us to be healthy is community, too. Community is very important for us to live healthy lifestyles. So I'm never going to tell somebody, no, you can't go out for supper, or no, you can't go to that party because maybe they might eat something that's unhealthy. It's just then trying to make the best choice that you can. But then if your choice, everything is just a choice, right? So if your choice is, I'm going to this party and I am going to eat that piece of pizza, well, just realize that that's just a choice that you've made. And that's okay because you, you got to spend some time with your friends and have some fun. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love when you're saying is allow them to connect the dots into how their body reacts to specific foods. Because, yeah, we can tell them, yeah, this is supportive for you, this is not supportive for you. Nothing. And then one other powerful thing about children that we don't have is children don't have as many emotional connections and emotional eating as we are because they don't have all the background of growing up with trauma and emotions and all that. So for them, it's, also, it's almost magical. As soon as they are able to tune into their body and connect the dots, this food make me feel like this, then they don't just, they just don't want it. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I love your example of the pizza. And I said, like, okay, that is something that I, I, one of my programs is, it's never about the food. And it is, it's never about the food. Pizza is not bad or not junk or not unhealthy. Let's go and examine how that pizza is made. What are the ingredients? Oh, look. You have two options of pizza. You have this pizza from Domino's that had the wheat, that and the cheese and all that. And then you have this pizza that had a cauliflower crust yeah. and maybe some goat cheese. Let's go and experiment. Let's go and eat this pizza. How that feels in your body? Oh, you feel tired after you had it. Oh, now you have big emotions that are getting a little cranky. Huh, interesting. How you feel when you eat this one? Oh, you don't have that. Interesting. And then help them and guide them to start connecting their body reaction. I will actually never forget once a girl, a five-year-old girl in a birthday party, the birthday party, the birthday boy mom put cake and the girl said that she didn't want cake. So the mom assumed that was the girl's mom that didn't allow her to have cake. So the mom was like, it's okay, honey. This is my house, my rules. You can have cake here. Right? She was like, she was feeling so bad because the girl was not allowed to have cake. And the girl looked at her like, uh, no, I don't want cake because cake make my tummy hurt. And I want to keep jumping in the in the bounce house. And if I eat the cake, I will have a, a stomach ache. So 
how we can help them to make those connections and find what works for their body and start learning as at early age, the consequences of, yeah, you can eat this food and then your body will have this consequence. And it's okay if you choose it, knowing that your body is going to feel uh, in a specific way. Um, Kelly, I love everything that you are saying as we are starting getting close to closing the program. Uh, for all these mom-to-be's, new moms, and moms that are facing a completely different experience with their second child or the third child, what is one thing that you want to leave them with from your journey, from your experience in this beautiful thing of the importance of eating real foods and how they can connect with you? If they love what you said, if they are um, matching with what you're saying, how they can connect more for you. And I know that you have a special gift for them too. So let's going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so... Really, the one thing that I want to say is, you know, give yourself a break. Being mom, being a mom is not an easy job, you know. So just start take little, taking little baby steps. Make one change. Whatever the easiest change it is to do, do that, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither were we. So, you know, if all you can do is drink one extra cup of water a day, then that's what you do, you know, but build it into your lifestyle. And once that's a habit, then choose your next habit, you know. Um, and my gift for your viewers is I've got a fun and healthy cookbook, a little cookbooklet um, with, with recipes that have been vetted on my own children. <laughs> and you can get Get that just on my website at www.nerdmomnutrition.com. Uh, and on my blog, too, you'll see a bunch of different recipes and stuff like that. And um, more information, you know, um, that can help you along your way. So for all of you, you can find and connect with Kelly at nerd, N-E-R-D, momnutrition.com. She's a nerd mom that loves nutrition. So it will be very easy for you to remember nerdmomnutrition.com. Kelly, thank you so, so much for being here. Uh, this episode was very close to my heart because I think I'm in a mission to change the world with the next generation, with our children. And I really believe that nutrition and helping them to have a healthy relationship with food is the foundational part of all the other things that need to happen in our world so we can have somebody here. All the mamas that are listening, please know that you can have that booklet with some of those uh, recipes. And let me double check with you, but I think that I know the answer. Those are recipes that are aligned with everything that we talk here that are going to be fun to do, easy to do, and help you to have everything that we discuss as a family. Is that right? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So um, for all the moms that are watching us, please go ahead and find a little bit more about Nerd Mom Nutrition. Follow Kelly. And also, if you are not following me yet, please go also to Instagram and find me under Joe Unicorn Coach. So we can be connected. If you have questions, if you have doubts as you start implementing this, 
we are here to support you. We are here to help you. The concept of it requires a village is not just a concept. It really requires. So, Mama, if like Kelly was saying, if you are just starting the journey pregnant, if you are with a newborn, if you are with a three-year-old, if you are with a 10-year-old, know that this is the time to start right now. And then you have people like Kelly and I that can be part of your support system, that can be helping you, that can be covering you. Kelly, if you could leave, if you were leaving the world today and there was one thing that you would like everybody to know, what would be that one thing? Moms really need to put on their own mask first um, so that they can be the best versions of themselves so they can take care of everybody else. Everybody, like moms tend to think that we're being selfish by practicing self-care, but really it's selfish to not practice self-care. I love that. That is a beautiful way to close the, the show. It is actually selfish to not practice self-care. Thank you so much, Kelly. This show can also be heard on the Spanglish Radio Network. Please check www.spanglishworld.ca for all news and programming. Spanglish World. Watch it, hear it, read it, download it, and leave it.